we are not assemblers of components that other people make and ship to us. People are ready to get out. Uh, they're ready to use the aircraft for what they're built for. And a lot of people forget to ask that question. It's one of the most important questions. Yeah. Safe aircraft for training and personal travel. Let me introduce Jacqueline. I'm very grateful to you that uh, you were able to devote some time uh, during your hectic schedule at uh, Friedrichs Hafen yeah. Tell us a bit of uh, Piper yeah. uh, Corporation and the models and uh, let's start with the Piper. Yeah, so we'll start with the um, company. This is our 85th year, so we are a legacy aircraft manufacturer. Okay. So um, we started in 1937 about. Um, and we're most well known for an aircraft called the Piper Cub. And so that aircraft, when we, when we started the business, that was the, the launch aircraft that they were manufacturing at the time. Today, fast forward, we have a product line of roughly eight different models, all of which are built at our uh, worldwide global headquarters, which is in Vero Beach, Florida. Again, my name is Ron Gunnerson. Uh, I'm the Vice President of Sales, Marketing, and Customer Support for Piper Aircraft Corporation out of uh, Vero Beach, Florida, USA. Oh, it's so nice place, Florida. Very, very nice, but it's great to be here again. It's, uh, we had two years absence uh, yes, with the COVID, yes, yes, yes. Uh, and it's great to be at the Friedrichshafen Air Show where a lot of energy, a lot of the new technology, uh, and a lot of enthusiasm for the future of our industry. Uh, we started in 1937, William T. Piper. Uh, actually, this year is our 85th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Uh, so no, thank you very much. Uh, in that time frame, since 1937, Piper has produced 150,000 aircraft, of which about half, about 80,000, uh, are still in flying today. So we have a history of value-oriented, safe aircraft for training and personal travel. So it's American, American aircraft. It is, it is an American aircraft. We are 94% vertically integrated, which means that 94% of the aircraft that is here is made at the factory in Vero Beach. So we are not assemblers of components that other people make and ship to us. We start with a roll of aluminum, and at the end, about five months later, an aircraft like this So comes it off means the line. that you're not exposed to the shortage of spare parts as all other producers are. So we, we aren't immune to the current supply chain issues. We do have issues. We've been fortunate that I believe that they've been manageable. But there are, um, we're faced with very long lead times on certain components right now. So certain aspects of the aircraft that maybe took us, you know, a couple weeks to get now take maybe months, if not a year, to acquire. So there are some pockets of issues, but um, we build our schedule about a about almost a year in advance. We kind of have visibility on what we're going to build. And then as we get closer in, we narrow all of that down. It requires that we have a very strong partnership with our vendors so that we can get the raw materials and the components that we need to finish aircraft on time. We build about 280 aircraft a year or so. And how many of them are in Europe? Yeah, we sell about, our international to, to North America mix is about 60% uh, North American, about 40% international. Of that 40%, about half or 20% of total end up here in Europe. You export to Europe all the seven types of yeah, aircraft? Yeah, yeah, all of the aircraft that uh, we currently manufacture have some level of EASA approval, okay. and we have a dealer network 
network through which we distribute the bulk of those aircraft. How indeed important European market for you? Oh, it's very, it's very important. Uh, during COVID, we did see that 60-40 split go back more towards North America, about 80-20, but now we're going back to the 60-40, and Europe is very important on both the M-Class as well as our trainer products. We have diesel versions of our trainers mm -hmm. uh, because not using Avgas, using jet fuel or diesel is very important in the European market. Uh, so we're looking for a further expansion as, as Europe comes out of COVID and looks to the future. Right now we have two product lines. Uh, we have a trainer class of small four-seat aircraft, both single engine and twin engine. And like the aircraft behind us, the M350, um, we have pressurized single engine aircraft, both pist piston and turboprop powered. Can you tell us about this? leader of your production yeah. so what uh, what 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 is it and how it works for dilettantes it looks like uh Pilatus? It, it does, yeah. Pe people might say that. And there is some similarities, but it is a uh, Piper M600 SLS. So it's safety, luxury, support. That's what the SLS stands for. But what's, I think, unique to this product is the fact that it's Halo. You see behind me the sign that says Halo Equipped. Yes. The Halo safety system is a collection of um, safety features, the bulk of which were created by our friends at Garmin. So it has things like enhanced stability protection, level mode, overspeed protection, underspeed protection, emergency descent mode in case you have issues with hypoxia, but the most significant is the Garmin auto land system. So if for some reason the pilot were to become incapacitated, anyone can press in the cockpit a button that then launches a um, auto land system that will find the safest, closest airport. It will navigate to that airport and land the aircraft, stop the aircraft on the runway, and shut the fuel off so the passengers can get out. It's a Garmin product, okay. but this aircraft was the first general aviation air aircraft in the world certified with the Garmin Autoland system. And of course, now it does have EASA approval, so that's a significant advantage. We also have the Pratt & Whitney PT6-42A is the engine that's in this aircraft, 600 shaft horsepower. This aircraft, um, when it came out, had a newly designed wing, so it carries a substantial amount of fuel which allows us to get go much further so we can travel roughly 1650 nautical miles pretty far 1600 so it's almost 3000 uh, mm -hmm. kilometers yep correct um, it also gave us the ability to carry more so the wing gives us the ability not just range but gives us payload yes. so it can carry 800 pounds full fuel payload how many passengers uh, if you include the pilot because yes. most of our yeah, airplanes yeah, sure. are include, owner flown yeah, yeah. six Six including the pilot. Yep. So based on the range uh, and the number of passengers, it's very similar to Honda Jet, a bit yeah. different speed, uh, yeah. but yeah. assume a different price also. Most certainly a different so price. Can you give Most us an certainly. idea of the basic uh, <laughs> pricing? The basic price is roughly 3.4 million US dollars, yes. so a little bit different. Also keep in mind you're burning fuel for one engine, not two engines. So you're going to burn over the life of a flight. Keep in mind you burn more on climbing, a little more on descent. Um, but over the life of a flight, roughly 40 gallons an hour. So, um, so incredibly it's very efficient. Yeah, very efficient. In fact, I'd say it's one of the most efficient single-engine turboprops on the market. And in kilometers, what would be the speed? In uh, kilometers. Well, I can do it in miles per hour. Okay, tell, tell, me, tell, tell me. Miles. I will tell you. 274 knots, but I don't see the 
kilometers. No, no, I see. It's you, can you see? Uh, five, five zero uh, seven. Five oh seven. Yes, yes. five oh seven. So two hundred seventy four <laughs> knots, five hundred seven. So it's not that bad. No, it's not bad. But that's how you get the efficiency, right? Very often, the more horsepower you're putting to something, which equates in speed, the more fuel you're burning. There's always a trade-off. So um, our aircraft is, you know, a little bit less expensive than some of the competitors, but maybe goes a little bit slower. But if you take two similar airplanes taking off from the same airport going to the same destination, this airplane maybe gets there 10 minutes later. Mm. But you probably spend right, about a million and a half less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> so it's a trade-off cool. at yeah, the end of the know, day. 10 minutes, you know, yeah, you they're can a trade-off. Having a good champagne inside. Yeah, uh, and it's comfortable. They're pr it's pressurized, has a beautiful interior, so. And do you have an idea, just rough idea of the cost of uh, owning it? Uh, so, so the acquisition cost, as we mentioned yes. before, is roughly 3.4 million. Yes. The operating cost at the end of the day depends on where it's based and the cost of fuel. But generally speaking, you're looking at an hourly cost well south of you know, $1,000, north of probably $500. That, that's, a, that's including the maintenance costs, yes? Yeah, we, we have programs. a maintenance have number programs, that we factor yes. in there. Yeah. yeah, and keep in mind, when we deliver these airplanes, that safety luxury support, mm -hmm. the support, means that it comes with a pretty um, substantial uh, warranty program, but it also comes with a maintenance program as well. Can you give us an idea of the number of production units per year and total in, in the market? So currently in the market, um, we just delivered serial number 205, so there's roughly 205 M600s in the market. Very good. Um, and on an annual basis, we're producing anywhere, it's a little funny right now, but we're producing somewhere on average of 38 to 45 units of this particular model. Uh, they're manufactured based on orders. Absolutely. So we build to order. Yeah. So we don't build anything hoping and praying that someone uh, will buy it. Most uh, producers uh, say that uh, uh, there is a lack of spare parts and they have to somehow reduce the production while replace something. What, what about your situation? That's a very good question. Uh, during the COVID period, uh, we did have a lot of aircraft that the customers requested to move the deliveries farther to the right or into the future. Mm -hmm. So our production went down about 25% in 2020 and 2021. We're now seeing that come back. Uh, it could come back faster, but we are seeing difficulties with the supply chains. Uh, not so much from engines and avionics uh, and bigger components, and not so much in the raw aluminum, but a lot of the specialty components like gear actuators, servo motors, environmental heating and air conditioning components, technical components that are low volume, we are having difficulty with some of those supply chain uh, channels. How many of such aircraft are now in Europe? So it's been a little, like I said, funny with, with COVID, but if I had to just you know, guess a number, I would say roughly somewhere around 20 or so. 20? Yeah. No, not really much. No, but part of that, keep in mind this product launched, the M600 was announced in 2015, but we didn't start delivery until roughly 2016. We didn't have EASA approval yes. for another yes, year. Yes, yes, yes. And then COVID. Yes, so yes, yes. I think had we not had COVID, that really restricted the pace of deliveries to the European market. But now, as we're coming out on the backside of COVID, the demand, which we've seen at this particular event, has been incredibly significant. So I think in the next few months, we're going to see the volume of aircraft in the marketplace expand exponentially.
This is the flagman of your fleet. It is, And yes. uh, we see here the second uh, aircraft you brought to the show. Yeah. Tell us what is it. So that is our uh, M350. So there are three aircraft in the M-class line. We've obviously talked about the M600. And then at the beginning of that line is an M350. For those of the people watching this video, if they're familiar with the Piper product line, they will immediately recall an aircraft called the Piper Malibu or perhaps the Piper Mirage. This is the sister to those airplanes. Okay. Um, so the M350 fundamentally has its heritage in the, uh, the Malibu. It is a piston-powered aircraft. So this, remember, is turboprop. Yes. Powered by Pratt & Whitney. The M350 is a piston aircraft powered by a TIO 540 um, engine, which is a Lycoming power plant. So turbocharged, not turboprop. And um, it's pressurized. So it's one of the only piston pressurized aircraft available on the market. Really? Making it kind of unique, but also very, very attractive because you can acquire, it's fundamentally the same fuselage, right? But it's a little bit less of a price point. So you get six places like we have in this aircraft, but you're going to spend roughly 1.4, 1.5 million in acquisition costs. When it comes to the M-Class products, we sell the most of the aircraft behind the M350, which is a high-performance piston aircraft, pressurized, six-passenger, lots of baggage. Uh, we'll sell about 30 of those a year. Mm -hmm. uh, the M600, which is a turboprop version of that aircraft behind me, mm -hmm. will sell about 40 of those a year. Those are the aircraft that people use uh, for traveling distances, uh, such as uh, your program you're talking about. On the trainer side, the four-seat trainers, we build about 150 single-engine Archer and pilot aircraft, which are simple uh, four-seat, 180-horsepower uh, propeller airplanes a year. The aircraft that travel places, it's the one behind us, and when it comes to training aircraft, you don't have it on camera here, but it's a much less expensive, simple aircraft. If uh, us or our clients decide to buy aircraft, what is the delivery timing? Uh, yeah, right now uh, it is longer than normal because yes. of the, the backlog that we have right now. Uh, but typically you're looking into, into the later part of 2023. So it's roughly one and a half year. Yeah, one to one and a half years period. Uh, again, we do sell through the dealer organization like the M-Class here. Yes. Some of those, uh, some dealers in some areas have spots that are earlier that are not retailed and the dealers will trade aircraft back and forth to try to find you one. I assume that even some models would be not that interesting, Yeah. but due to delivery, clients would have to make a decision to buy not popular models. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so for the M600, there's potential to maybe acquire one towards the end of this year. There's just a handful that the dealers are keeping as demo models. Okay. So those are airplanes they haven't sold yet that people could maybe it get their hands on. I, I cannot believe, it's hard to believe that it's still possible to buy this here. The M600 potentially. Potentially. No, I mean, and it's changing still there is a chance. There is there's just a little bit of a chance. No, but I mean, if, if we are really yeah. fast enough, I yeah. assume that uh, we, we increase the chance. Yeah, conceivably. And uh, there is some availability of M600s in 2023. Yes, which is even more Yeah, important. now M350 is a little bit of a different situation. We don't build as many, um, and we are sold for that aircraft through 2022 and primarily sold through most of 2023. So you're looking at late 2023 or into 2024 for an M350. 
but maybe worth the wait. And is it the same situation for the smaller models, uh, which you so, probably sell to the yeah. flight schools and so on? Great question. So Seminoles, you can get a Seminole in 2023. Um, Archers, there's still some available. We have some availability, I believe, Q3 of 2023 on the Archers. Um, it's a little bit different because those aren't always sold through the dealer network. So we go in and we base the production uh, based on existing orders as well as forecasting. So it's a slightly different business model. At the end of the day, they are build to order, but when we start forecasting now, we build some in the plan knowing which schools we're talking to and who might have need. And then we also look at the forecast for pilots and growth in the flight school market, and then that drives our production levels. Uh, you can, you could potentially get an Archer late next year. You could definitely definitely get a Seminole. Um, Pilot 100s are pretty hard to come by. Those are, I think, are pretty tight and maybe a little bit left the end of 2023, but going fast. And uh, Piper, do you have any Piper finance or? So um, the nice thing about Piper Aircraft is we have a dealer network that we sell our airplanes yes. through. So the dealers have become very familiar with what financing options are in their own countries. So there are a number of banks that will finance the purchase of an air, purchase so, of I mean, aircraft. It's important that if we are speaking about local financing, yeah. it's important that bank know the aircraft Absolutely. and the second-hand market of this. Exactly. And the second-hand market, the used market, is incredibly important because the health of the used market drives the health of a new market. Absolutely. So they work hand-in-hand. So, um, and now the used market is incredibly aggressive, just as aggressive as the new market. This is kind of an unprecedented situation that we're in. I think we're all grateful for it, but we also have to exercise some control. So, um, but our dealers are a great asset because they then know exactly what financing options would exist in those countries and maybe where the best terms are for the customer. And the question which uh, always asked by the potential buyers and mm -hmm. clients, what about maintenance in Europe? Yep. So what's another great thing about Piper Aircraft is we have worldwide um, just nearly 80 service centers. So we have quite a few service centers throughout Europe. Um, our, our dealer that's, uh, we have most of our European dealers are represented here, all of which have some sort of maintenance support uh, program in place. Um, Piper Germany, in fact, is one of the biggest maintenance providers as well as the, the largest um, parts distributor uh, in, uh, in Europe. So we have a great footprint for both parts and service in the European market, which is, as you pointed out, critically important. As aircraft owner, I yeah. always ask question, where is the stock of the spare parts? Oh, great. Yes, exactly. And a lot of people forget to ask that question. It's one of the most important questions. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you, your plane is no good sitting on the yeah. ground. So we distribute our parts through Boeing. Okay. Um, and Boeing, thankfully, has this very large distribution network. And so um, we have parts located throughout, the, around the world. But um, we have a number of locations in Europe, with Piper Germany being the largest one. That's, that's really important because... Uh, uh, even with all these uh, fast uh, post services, express mails and so on, yeah. we face the situation that sometimes uh, spare parts can yeah. stay in customs, yes. even in Germany, yes. <laughs> for yes. three weeks, two weeks yeah. and so on. So, that's, uh, so what we do with Boeing is we forecast, we, we know which parts are most in demand. So they make sure to have a turn, basically they can turn parts, that's our requirement that they can turn things within 
24 hours. I think it's a nine. They have a 96% turn rate. So you order the part, it's on the shelf. They can ship it out based on the experience of the service centers that maintain these aircraft. They know which parts are most commonly needed. So they're very good at making sure that they have the stock in place of those components that are most likely to be needed for these aircraft. And what can you tell us about the, this show this year? Do you like it? Big enough? This particular year is very exciting because people are tired of COVID. People are ready to get out. Uh, they're ready to use the aircraft for what they're built for, which is traveling places. So we've had a very good two days here to start the show. A lot of activity, a lot of customers, a lot of interest in our products. We've been able to be with our colleagues, our vendors, our customers. This has been almost like a homecoming, right? It's a wonderful opportunity to be close to the people most important to us, our dealers, our customers, our vendors, and our enthusiasts, people who don't necessarily own our airplanes, but they love our brand. So that's been probably the most wonderful achievement. Second to that has been you can clearly see and hear the excitement about aircraft ownership and about kind of a return to normal. So that is promising for us as we do planning for production and, and uh, growth for our company. So we'll be back next year for sure. Friedrichshafen uh, is a very important show for us because it's right in the middle of our markets. We build smaller type aircraft. Uh, and that's what, the, that's what the action is here in Friedrichshafen. Would we come back here? I will tell you this is one of our most favorite shows. This is the best general aviation event outside the United States to participate in. It would be foolish to not come here. It is worth every single penny to be here. Are you planning to come also personally to eBay's or? Yes, uh, as a factory, Piper Aircraft, uh, we participate in two primary shows in Europe each year. That's this one, uh, Friedrichshafen, as well as eBay's in Geneva later in May. And no Farnborough? No Farnborough. Farnborough is a typical uh, above our aircraft level. I mean, you're getting into uh, larger airliners and that type of thing and, and large business jets. Uh, so it's a little bit out of our target zone, if you will. So next time we meet at eBay's. We will be in Genève, so yes, we'll be outside. Yes, so yes, yeah, we'll yes, be there, yes, yes. and we'll bring, uh, I think we're bringing an Archer, I think we're bringing oh, an Archer be, DX. Would, oh, it would be another aircraft Yeah, there. so we'll bring, we'll have a 350, a 600, and probably an Archer of some flavor. I don't know yet. Okay, so it, it will yeah. be really an opportunity to yeah. see the Archer. Yeah, I think we're going to try and bring a diesel, but we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Should be nice. Thank you very much. It was really great, uh, great Thank day, you. great Thank discussion, you. and it's always a pleasure to speak to you. I'm really grateful for this uh, short introduction, and thank you for your time, and it was really a pleasure. Hope to meet soon in first in the base and then at your factory. We look forward to it, and we look forward to tomorrow and telling you more about Piper Aircraft. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank it's, you very it's much. It's really a pleasure, Ron. Good. Very good.